powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Hey, Cricket customers. Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Nice! Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Yeah! Phone plan streams in standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. I'm ready to receive your word. Let's make our confession of faith together. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, we ask that you speak to us right now. We are open and we are ready. We need a word from you. Give us clarity. Give us direction. Give us instruction. Give us comfort. Give us correction. Give us rest. Give us rebuke. Give us everything that we need from this word so that we will be everything you created us to be. In Jesus' name, lift both your hands in the building and online. Say, I'm ready for the word. Say, speak, Lord. In Jesus' name, go to grab a seat. I was going to say, go to your seats. <laughs> grab a seat. Let's go to work. Here we are. This is the last message in our series, Summer School. If I say Summer School. Summer school exists for two purposes. Number one, it exists for remedial learning during summer vacations. Pay attention. From the word remedial, that word often has a negative connotation. However, the word remedial actually gives us two words that actually form its definition. Number one, it is a remedy. You only need a remedy when there is something that needs to be solved. You need a remedy... And there's a riddle. A remedy is literally an answer to your problem. And you better hear me. Before this month is out, God is going to bring you the remedy to every riddle that's been in your life. I need you to make sure if you sit next to a person that's expecting, you're watching with somebody that's expecting, say, and every riddle will be solved. And I don't care if you're watching this on a replay and you're watching it in February, you're watching it in April, May, June, July, August, September. I don't care when you're watching it. I promise you this, that God is going to make sure that every place you got a question mark, he's about to give you an answer. Every place you are uncertain, he's about to give you an answer. Make this declaration, 1115, say, my remedy is on the way. Y'all don't sound like an army, so I got to get your sound right. Because watch me, what's ahead of you, you cannot be scared of. What's ahead of you, you cannot back down. You got to show up bold into your future. Say, my remedy is on the way. 
But then it doesn't only mean remedy, it also means a cure. A cure means that whatever problem or issue you have will not be your problem or issue going forward. So your remedy is coming and your cure is coming. And God says, I'm going to do it during summer school. But then summer school exists also for advancement, both professionally and personally. So pay attention. While other people during the summer months are pulling back, you and I are going to be pressing forward. While other people are retreating, you and I are going to be advancing and accelerating. I need you to make this declaration, please, and lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm advancing and I'm accelerating. This means I'm going further faster, which means because I took time to be in summer school, the time everybody else is getting back in and they starting, I'm already halfway there. And I don't know when you used to hear this, but in this second half, God's about to give you a second win that's going to push you to what you prayed for. Please lift your hands and make this declaration. Say, I'm advancing and accelerating. But the second thing that we're doing in summer school is this, that we're canceling unnecessary destruction. Why? Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, not a lack of faith, not a lack of talent, not a lack of gifts, not a lack of skills, not a lack of abilities, but for a lack of knowledge, which means when I know better, I can do better, but you often don't know what you don't know. You have to be taught what you don't know, and then when you say once you're taught what you didn't know, you'll say wow, I didn't know that. This entire mom has been to teach you some things that you did not know because for some of you here's what your hold up has been it's not that you were doing wrong you just didn't know what to do right and this month is going to make sure that you accelerate and that you advance so the final summer school lesson and we've been in school all this month is this title it is you were born for the time that you were needed most you were born where you were needed you were born the who you were needed you're the race you need to be you're the sex you need to be you're the height you need to be everything about you God says this is the time that that is needed most if you go to Jeremiah chapter 1 Verse number five, the Bible says, before I formed you, stop, which means before you ever had a pulse in a body, you were with the Lord, which is why you had to be born. I don't care even if one person tried to make sure you weren't born. God said, I just get you here through somebody else. You had to be born. I wish you look at somebody and say, you had to be here. Wrong neighbor, because when you tell them that, they should get excited about that, because that explains why the car accident couldn't kill them, cancer couldn't kill them, sickness couldn't kill them, when the bullets were flying at the club, they dodged the bullets. Why? Because they had to be here. Please touch somebody and say, you had to be here. Before I formed you, and if God took time to form you, this meant that he made you for something specific to do in the earth. When this cup was formed, it was formed so that I'd be able to drink from it. When this chapstick was formed, it was formed so I'd be able to use it. When this foam was formed, it was formed so I'd be able to use it. Look at me, you are the exact thing that God needs in the earth. And since God formed you your entire life, Satan has been trying to deform you to make you think something's wrong with you. You're too black, you're too light, you're too soft, you too short, you too this, you too that. Would you shake hands with three people and say, you're exactly what God wants? Uh-uh, I come against you questioning why you're like this and why you're like that and why you think about it like this and why you have these thoughts and why you have these ideas. God formed you before he ever put you in the womb. And I pray that whatever Satan has tried to use to deform you, that we've called destruction to his attempt to deform you. We call destruction to his attempt to get you confused about who you are. Open up your mouth and say, we rebuke. Say, we rebuke Satan's attempt to deform me. 
Talk 11, 15 say, we rebuke Satan's attempt to try to deform me. Uh, I come against every negative word people spoke over you. When they said you're too this and you're too that, you ugly, don't nobody want you, you're stupid. We bind up every negative word, give me what I need, that was spoken over your life. And we pray in the name of Jesus that you will be everything God called and created you to be. Worship God for five seconds right there. Go, five, four, three, two, one. Uh-uh, look at somebody say, we cancel that. We cancel that. You're not going to walk around with a chip on your shoulder. You're not going to walk around with low self-esteem. You're not going to walk around with low self-image. You're not going walk to walk around thinking that you got to be like somebody else. God forms you to do what you do. And can't nobody do what you do when you do what you do because you do what you do so well. You ready? Jeremiah chapter 1. Before I formed you. In the womb, which means before you ever got to the womb, you existed. Which means, look at me, life does not begin at conception. Life begins pre-conception. And I need you to write this declaration and say, and I had to be here. Uh, that's why you could be aborted. That's why you couldn't die in a car accident. That's why you couldn't be thrown out. That's why as many things as tried to kill you, they couldn't kill you because you had to be here. You ready? He says, before I formed you in the womb, which means before you ever, before your mother ever met your father, God says, you were with me. How do you know this, Bishop? You and I are tripart beings. We are spirit. That's our subconscious mind. We have physical bodies and we have souls. That's our mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. So pay attention. You are a spirit. Say, I'm a spirit. That's the real you. This body is not the real you. That's why the gift of God is eternal life. Do you know you can't kill a Christian? This is why a Christian should never fear death. Why? Because watch me, I was living before I was living. This is why the Bible says Christians sleep because you can't kill a Christian. So if somebody threatens you with death, you're going to say that's the best you got? Death is freedom for a Christian because I'm not bound to this body no more. You ready? But the, watch me, the wages of sin is death, pay attention, but the gift of God is eternal life. You existed before you had a body, which means, watch me, if you live right, you'll keep existing after you have a body. And I don't know about you, I'm excited about the fact that my life is just going to keep going and 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 going. Ready? Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Which means God says me and you had a thing going on before you ever got a body. Which is why I don't understand why you acting brand new with me. I wish you would talk about you a Muslim. They weren't with you before. Y'all ain't gonna talk. I wish you would talk about you. You got, your, you got all these false gods and all these false beliefs and all of that. God says before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. You were with me. Pay attention. And look at me. This is my shout. This is my shout. This is my shout. And I approved you. Look on the screen. Say, he approved me before he ever sent me. 11.15. your response ain't right. So I'm going to say it again. God says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and approved of you as my chosen instrument. Bishop, why should I shout about that? Before you ever got a body, God stamped you approved. 
which means people will try to decline you. People will try to disapprove you. People will try to say, God don't love you and can't use you. But I ain't scared of what you got to say. Before I ever got a body, God stamped me with his approval. Would you just touch somebody close to you and say, he already stamped you with his approval. I don't like the way that neighbor said it. Because once you say something like that, they should put a praise behind that. Would you touch somebody else and say, God already stamped you with his approval. I don't care if you're tired of touching your neighbor, but I got to make sure that you get to that third one. Would you just touch them and say, God already stamped you with his approval. Ready? Before I formed you in the womb, you're the right color, you're the right size, you're the right shape. Why? Because you're going to reach somebody that somebody else that's a different form can't reach. See, some people try to make you feel dumb because you're smart. That's because you're going to reach people that their basic can't reach. Come on. Come on. You ever had somebody try to make you feel bad because, well, why you think like that? Well, I just think at a different frequency. I think at a different level. How come you don't want to come to our little gossiping? Because gossiping is way too low for me to live. I'm not going to sit up and gossip with you. I think different. I move different. I act different. Why? Because I was formed different. And I am made in the image and the likeness of God. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and approved of you. Now, watch me. This doesn't mean that God wasn't going to have to tap that tail if you get out of line, if you get out of order. He just said, I approve. Look at me, look at me. To be approved, you had to go through a test. Look at me, look at me, 11, 15. Which means before God ever sent you, what test did you pass before you had a body that made him approve you? Yep, this one can be born. Yep, this one can be born. Yep, this one can be born. And I'll have you to be born in the worst condition, in the worst neighborhood, to the worst family, to the worst people, because you're going to be the curse breaker. You're going to be the line crosser. You're going to be the history maker. Please lay your hands on yourself and say, I have been approved. Look, he said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and I approved of you. I approved of you. It ain't that you perfect, but I put my seal on you. It's not that you're going to do everything right. Sometimes God says, I'm your daddy, so I'm going to have to tap that tail. Because fathers that love their children, the Bible says that he chastises and he corrects. But guess what? But even in his correction, he didn't take his approval. Oh my God. And I don't know who needs to hear that because you have made some mistakes and you think that God says, I'm not approving of you anymore. I'm done with you. But if you still got a pulse, 1115, that means God Almighty still. Woo! Come on, open up your mouth and shout. He still has a plan. And it's getting ready to happen. Say, so in the second half of this year, his plan is coming to pass. His plan is coming to pass. All things are going to work for my good. His plan is coming to pass. His plan is coming to pass. Hey, his plan is coming to... He approved you. Which means you had to... Qual- too much going on. You had to qualify. You had to qualify. Say, I had to qualify to get here. Which means, why are you tripping 
over what's going on here when you had to qualify to get here. No, you missed it. God said, everything you're going to face in life, I've already pre-approved you. Y'all not talking to me. I've already pre-approved you. You're not saying nothing to me, 1115, which means I don't need you to be scared because you already got, watch me, you already got a pre-approval in your hand. Give me a sheet of paper. Watch me. Just give me the paper. Give me the paper. Thank you. Watch me. Watch me. Whenever you want to go get a home uh, and you go start looking for a home, uh, your realtor will tell you, before we start looking for your next, let's make sure you are pre-approved so that everything we look at, you qualify for. I'm going to throw this mic. 1115. I'm going to throw this back and go get back on that plane in Montgomery where I was. Watch me. Which means God says, when I sent you to the earth, I sent you with a pre-approval. Which means anything you see, baby, it... I pray you wouldn't put limits on God. I pray you wouldn't put a box on God. I pray that you would not walk beneath what God ordained for you. Please touch somebody and say you are pre-approved for this. You're pre-approved for favor. You're pre-approved for breakthrough. You're pre-approved for healing. You're pre-approved for a good family. You're pre-approved for a good life. You're pre-approved for a good marriage. You're pre-approved for good friends. You're pre-approved for good help. You pre pre-approved. So when people try to take, watch me, because sometimes people will think that if they don't like you, that he don't like you. Who am I talking to? So this, this, is, this one don't like you. God don't like you. God's like, ninja, I pre-approved you. You couldn't even qualify to go to the womb until you passed every test I put you through. This is why, pay attention, this is why when you go through certain things, all of a sudden you feel like you know exactly what you're supposed to do even though you don't really know exactly what you're supposed to do because you're beginning to recall to your mind the test you already beat before you got here. And can I be honest with you? I don't know if I'm going to get past this verse. You've been beating tests your whole life. You had a test to get to the womb. After you came out of the womb, you've been through hell since you were a little girl, through hell since you were a little boy, and you beat that. Just to fertilize the egg, you had to be the strongest little swimming sperm just to get, you're not listening to what I'm saying. You have been beating tests your whole life. Please encourage somebody, say, I've been beating tests my whole life. So why are you tripping over this little test you're in now? Why are you upset over this little test you're in now? If God be for you, tell me. And they may not like you, but I'm approved. I don't know if I'm going to finish this message because I got to stop right here. They may not cap for you, but I'm still approved. They may hate on you, but you're still approved. They may run down your name, but you're still approved. They may gossip about you, but you're still approved. They may say you ain't going to make it, but you're... They may hate your guts, but you're still. They may think God shouldn't love you, but you're still. They may throw your past in your face, but you're still. Somebody shout, I'm still approved. And you can't do nothing about it. And your haters can't do nothing about it. 
and your mama and them can't do nothing about it and your ex can't do nothing about it and your past can't do nothing about it somebody somebody say I'm still approved we gotta stop stop stop, stop. still 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 approved well I see I don't know if I'm going to get past this verse. I tried real hard at the 915. I got past it, but I didn't finish. Look at me. Say, I'm already approved. I approved of you as my chosen instrument. Because when God says, God says, you're my choice. Lord, why did I have to deal with this in Denver? You're my choice for that. I don't like what y'all not saying to me. What y'all doing? Why, why did I have to be a single mama? He says, you're my choice for that. Why, why did I have to be a single daddy? You're my choice for that. Why did I have to deal with family? That's crazy. You're my choice for that. Why did I have to deal with family that would try to block you and stop you and, and your greatest hate came from people with your same last name? You're my choice for that. Pay attention. You're my choice for that. Look at your neighbor and say, you are his choice. He says, you are my chosen instrument. What do you do with an instrument? You play it. You ready? You, what do you do with an instrument that doesn't sound right? You tune it until it produces the sound you want. Can I help some of y'all? God says, I let you out of this hell, but you ain't making the sound I want to hear yet. I will let you out of this current predicament you're in, but I'm playing you and I'm not hearing the right sound. You sound sad when you should be celebrating. You sound weary when you should be worshiping. You sound woe out when you should be giving them glory. On three, I'm going to give everybody in this building and online an opportunity to make the right sound. What does it sound like? Victory. One, two, three, go. I'm making the right sound. 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 And now I'm making the right moves. And now I'm clapping the right hands. You play an instrument until it makes the right sound. Until you hear the sound you want to hear, you keep tuning it. How do you tune an instrument? If you're going to tune drums, you see how he's playing the drums? You play it until you hear the sound. There's what's called a drum key. The drum key is used to control the sound that the drum makes. Which means God says, God says, you ready? God says, can I get real deep at 1115? So the Bible says that I give you the keys. He's talking, to, he's talking to the men of God. He says to the men of God, he says, I give you to the keys of the kingdom. Luke 17, 21 says the kingdom is in you. Pay attention. Bishop, why do I come to church? Why do I listen to messages? Why am I faithful? Because God says, I'm going to send you to your drum key. And every time that man preaches, I'm going to tune you. Every time that man do a pop-up, I'm going to tune you until I get the right sound to come up out of you. 
This is why Satan wanted you out of church. This is why he doesn't want you online. Because you can't get the right tune if you don't. Yeah! Yeah! Let's go. Let's go. It's called, it's called a drum key. The drum key tightens the drum. It loosens the drum. Tightens the drum head. It loosens the drum head. In other words, until I hear the sound I want to hear, God says, I'm going to make things tight. Until I hear the sound I want to hear, I'm going to make some things too loose. And I need you to go into August tuned the right way. I need everything to be just right. Because, baby, in these last months of this year, they are about to be the best months of this year. Now, this next one ain't for everybody. But for those of you like me that believe the rest of this year, ain't just going to be the best of this year. It's going to be the best of my life. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to just put a praise on it. And the rest is going to be the best. And the rest is going to be the best. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Watch me. He says, he says, sit down, sit down, sit down. <laughs> he says, I've chosen you to be, you my, ch too much going on over there. I chose you to be my, somebody say, I'm his chosen instrument. Okay, which means God says, I chose you, and watch me, I'm going to tune you until I hear the right sound that comes out of you. But what do you do with an instrument? You play it. I'm going to speak to those of you who feel like some people have played you. They took advantage of you. They did you dirty. They did you wrong. You were good to them as a friend, but they were sorry as, as a I want to talk to somebody in this building and online where you're like, I can't believe I did all of this for them and they didn't do anything for me. Let me free you up. Number one, you're an instrument. So God says part of your life will involve being played. But because my plan is so much bigger than just you. I needed you in their life to introduce them to me. So this is bigger than you. So I need you to learn how to free people up and not be mad, not be bitter, and just tell them, you didn't play me. God did this. And the Bible says in Ephesians 6, 8, knowing that any good that one does, he'll receive the same from the Lord, which means I'm not looking for you to pay me back. God's going to pay me back. And I prophesy in this second half, it's payback time. I'll talk over here. In this second half, it's payback time. Facebook, it's payback time. YouTube, it's payback time. Let's go. Let's go. Look at the neighbor. Say, free them up. Uh -uh. Please say it with authority. Say, free them up. <laughs> Nobody can use you. And this is tough because let me tell you something. 17 years as a pastor... Let me just be honest. You can feel like, so you just use me to get better. 
And then once you think you're healthy enough, once you think you got enough, but then, I, but then but I, I used to say, Lord, I said, Lord, who would want this job? He said, but you're my choice. I said, who would want this? He said, but you're my choice. He said, because here's what they don't understand, is that I will use them to get seed. Uh, pay attention to what I'm saying. Anybody that thought they were taking advantage of you or using you, what they were really doing was getting you to sow. Which means nothing is bad. Well, Bishop, I did this, I did this. It ain't bad, it was seed. It ain't bad, it was seed. And if I got seed in my past, that means I got a harvest in my future. Y'all ready? Help on the person next to you say, you got a big harvest on the way. I don't like the way they said it. Would you shake somebody's hand and shake that thing like you're going to shake it all? Say, you got a big harvest on the way. I spent all that time, seed. I spent all that money, seed. Bishop, I drove them all these places, seed. Because what if God says, I let you drive them because I'm about to not give you a new car, but a whole car lot. I don't like the way you shout. I don't like the way you respond. I don't like the way you hear what I say. Open up your mouth and say, I got seed in the ground. Some people wonder how you, okay, I promise you, I'm trying to get past this verse. Some of y'all keep wondering how you keep coming back from the dead. No, you missed what I just said. See, whenever you have an assignment, assignments come with assassins. Y'all not talking to me. And as many shots as they didn't shot at you, what's crazy is how when they think you down for the count, and they like, they're not going to make it. They're not going to get back up. It's over for them. God keeps bringing you back from the dead. He keeps bringing you back because you got seed in the ground. And unless the seed fall to the ground and die, there cannot be a harvest. Please touch somebody and say you keep getting back up because you got a lot of seed in the ground. If I'm talking to you, don't wait until the year is over, but shout right now. Shout right now. Shout right now. Shout right now. Let's go. I gotta go. I gotta go. This is how you keep getting up. Some of you wonder how you keep getting back up. Because let's tell the truth. You didn't been to the brink of death about four, five, six, seven, 50, 11 times. Some of you, it's been natural. Some of you, you had situations that felt like that. Like, I ain't going to make it after this. I ain't going to make it after this. But you keep getting back up. You were approved to be sent to the earth before you ever got a womb, before you were ever in a womb. Look at this. And before you were born, I consecrated you. Which means God says, come on, verse, let's go. I consecrated you. God says, I set you apart. Say, he set me apart. Let's be honest. You've never quite fit with all they little cliques, all they little groups. And even when you would try to fit with certain groups, you'd have to dumb down to fit. 
Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. This is why, if the truth be told, you can count on one hand who you really mess with. Y'all ain't mess with. I don't mean that in a sexual terminology. I mean that people that you even deal with, people that you even some people you look at the phone and like I see they call. I get back to them. But you, the people who you really, the people who you really rock with, your real circle, or if they call, oh, I miss your call. Somebody else called. You got my call. I saw. You're just not my people. And for some of you, that's been your own blood. Y'all related, but that's, that's not my family, though. Let me help. Jesus redefines family and relatives. One day he's preaching and his mother and his brothers come up, which is interesting because he didn't invite them to the service. Which means some of you keep inviting people into places they don't belong. I pray in the second half, no, you don't send out bad invitations. I feel like preaching today. So the Bible says, the Bible says, and what they do is, is, is they're standing outside. And when they stand outside, they're literally, they're, um, they say, get Jesus. Tell him to come here. Jesus is like, I'm preaching. I'm in the middle of my assignment. And I understood the assignment. And just because you don't understand my assignment, you know, his family called him crazy. It wasn't his enemies that called him that. It was his flesh and blood that called him that. So they said, this man crazy talking about he God in the flesh. Mama, he know you had him. But the mama didn't tell the whole story. Mm. She didn't tell the whole story about how he got there. Mm. Okay. Because <laughs> his brothers think he's regular because they think he came from Joe too. See, some of y'all need to know the full story because you were supposed to die in the womb, but you, but you came. You ready? You ready? I said, are you ready? So Jesus, he redefines family. We got to go at 11.15. I promise you I'm trying to get through this verse. He, 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 he redefines family. So they say, your mother and brother's outside. Jesus said, who is my mother? Who is my brother? He points to his 12. And he says, this is my mother. This is my brother, whoever does the will of my father. So he redefines family and relatives, which means we can be related, but doesn't mean we're family. Because family means we're headed in the same direction. This is why some of your closest family can be people who, watch me, who, who do not share your same last name. Because when you call them, they want to go forward. They ain't talking about let's going back. They want to press forward. They're not talking about let's pull back. Watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me. I consecrated you. Say he set me apart. At the 915, I told them, if you grew up in the South or even Chicago and L.A. and some other places like that, you ready? Um, maybe, you know, St. Louis, too. That counts. That counts. That counts. Upstream, downstream from people who flee in the South, all that. That counts, too. Um, we, there was two rooms in every house. I don't care if it was only three rooms in the whole house. There was at least two rooms in the house. Uh, one, one was where everybody was. One was where everybody was. That's like the family room, right? There was the TV that was in there. You could, you could do all that stuff. Then there was another room. Say another room. Now, they call this room the living room, but nobody did any living in the living room. Because in the living room, there was furniture, watch me, that still had its wrap on it. Y'all like, don't know nothing about the plastic wrap furniture? In the living room, there was a King James Version Bible that sat on there, the cream Bible with the praying hands. In the living room, the furniture was always cream or white or something like that. And anytime kids would go into the living room, they say, y'all get out of there. Why? That room is consecrated. Everybody can't be in there. And for some of you, I need to explain to you why certain things have never, ever worked with people and certain people. Because God says, I consecrated you. I separated you for myself. I separated you as my own, which means I'm not going to let everybody have access to you. In that living room, the furniture still had its plastic on it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay. 
For those of you unfamiliar with it, you got to ask somebody who just waved their hand. Because some of you are like, Bishop, I have no clue. That's why I gave you the context of where you had to come from in order to understand this room. You got it? I, I, remember, I remember as a kid going into that room. What y'all doing in there? B because you, were, you weren't supposed to actually go in there. And there are certain people that God says, this person was never supposed to get this close to you. Because I consecrated you to myself. And for some of y'all, this is why certain friendships never work. God said, they ain't consecrated like you. I didn't set them aside like I set you aside. Here's our next praise for everybody that God cut and canceled. I said, there's our next praise for everybody that God cut and canceled. Somebody said it was for my good. Look, I consecrated. I set you aside. And, and watch me, and for, ten, and for 10 crazy shouters in the second half, like that furniture had plastic on it, watch me, God says, I'm about to take your wrapping off. You thought you had done something. You ain't done nothing yet. You just about, okay, I, I said I needed 10 shouters. So I'll be the first. I just need nine more. That in this set, you thought I did something. Baby, you ain't seen nothing yet. Elbow somebody say, you ain't seen nothing yet. If you hated what I had in the first half, you really going to hate what I do in the second. I consecrated you. I'm trying to get past this verse. I'm trying to get past this verse. I'm trying to get past this verse. I consecrated you. Set you aside. As my own. God says, you don't belong to them. You belong to to me. <laughs> so God says, so anybody who tries to own you, I'm going to have to show them real quickly. It's quiet in this building. Ready? I have appointed you. All of this happened before he got in the womb. Same is true for you and I. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. What is a prophet? A prophet means one who speaks on behalf of God. So here, here, here's, here's the last part of this verse, and I'm going to do my best to move on from this verse, and then we got to skip. We got to literally like run through the airport to get to the rest of the message. You ever had to run through the airport? I, I remember about four or five trips ago, I remember um, they had some kind of delay with something with security and all that, and the pre-check line was longer than the real line. I said, I should have went over there in regular line because this pre-checking line, I said, these people are all the way out here. I said, y'all need to do something. This, I paid y'all money to make sure that I didn't have to wait no long line. Don't y'all look at me like that. If you pay for something, I expect to get what I paid for. So, so you know, they're doing something. I just said, okay, God. I said, well, look, I, you know, I said, but maybe I just ain't supposed to go on this trip. I said, so, I, you know, go through it. I finally get through it. I have four minutes. For those of you familiar with DIA, um, I have four minutes to go down those stairs to get on the little trolley. And this is the day the trolley wanted to play around. It said it'll be here in 30 seconds. Two minutes later. And I literally was like, God, for real, today, today. For real, though, today. And so then we finally get on it. I finally get on it. And then I'm like, let's go. Let's come on. We sit there, and it felt like forever. 
we just sit there. And I'm like, is somebody in the door? Come here, baby. You're too far out there. Come here. Move back. Move back. There's too much legs and hips and body close to this door. Pull back. So we finally get through it. And then I'm like, okay. So, you know, I got a little pep. You know, little, you know how you're trying to run, but you ain't running? You know how you... So I got, I got that little, I got a little pep. So I'm getting upstairs. I'm going to it. You know, it, it's, 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 a, it's a particular airline that, you know, they only have like two, three gates. And so, you know, it's in the A terminal, right? So I get up there. And so, I'm, and so the gate, you know, a few down. It's like 853 or something. So it's like right here, you know? Okay, it's like right there. It's like right there. And so I'm going. And so then I'm like, uh-uh. So the thing says I have 60 seconds. So I'm going. Then the time changes. I walk up on the thing. Ain't nobody out there. He's like, uh, he says, are you Dr. Foreman? I said, I, I am. <laughs> he said, we've been waiting on you. <laughs> we were going to shut the door because we didn't think you were going to show up. This is for 20 of us that recognize something. God says, I wasn't sure if you were going to show up for your future. I was about to shut the door, but the door's about to swing. If you don't touch three people, say he's about to open a big door for you. That's been waiting on you. Money been waiting on you. Favor been waiting on you. Breakthrough been waiting on you. Blessing been waiting on you. Your future has been waiting for and you're about to get everything that God has for you. Pay attention. When I, look at me. When I showed up, I didn't have to announce who I was. When I showed up, who I was spoke for me. What you trying to tell me, Bishop? He says, I've appointed you as a prophet to the nation. What's a prophet? A mouthpiece for God. They speak to the people on behalf of God. Hear me. In this second half, you're not going to have to say nothing to anybody because your life is going to say something for you. Your fruit is going to say something for you. Your blessing is going to say something for you. Your future is going to say something for you. Please lift your hand and say, my life is going to speak for me. Come on, let say, I'm not going to have to announce anything. Everybody going to see that I was sent on assignment. Worship God for five seconds right there. Five. Four, three, two. So, so, before you were formed in your mother's womb, he sent you. He approved you. But when he sent you, he sent you with something in you. Say, there's something in me. Come on, y'all, we run into the airport. We run into the airport. Y'all got to keep up with me because I will leave you. Oh, y'all not saying nothing. If you following me somewhere, you better keep up. Bishop drive fast because I, I have a sense of urgency. I obey all local, state, and federal laws to the fullness of their usability. Okay. Say, what's in me, Bishop? See, this is why Satan's been trying to deform you since you were a kid. You ready? Prop people, can I, can I bust this up? My prop people, this, is, this ain't nobody's, right? Okay. Nobody's. Okay, now y'all ready for this? I'm going to make this as clear as I can make this. This is why people have tried to 
do stuff to you. Because there's something in you that if we deform you, if they call you, can I preach 11.15? If they call you enough bees, if they call you enough dogs, if they call you enough, you ain't good enough. You ain't this. You're too black. You're too light. You're too white. You're too tall. You're too short. You're too this. You're too that. You're a whore. You're this. You're that. If they deform you enough, that we never get what's in you. You'll never get what's in you. This is what life has tried to do. To deform you. We don't even see, we don't even see you right. You, you don't even see yourself right. You see yourself distorted. You see yourself as less than. He sent you with something in you. You ready? Say, so here's the revelation. Then no matter how hard they tried, it wasn't good enough because it's still. I said it's still. You tried to shut me down, but I'm still. 1115, every survivor in this building and online, Open your mouth and shout, I'm still here. I'm still standing. You tried it. You tried it. Satan tried it. He tried it. He tried it. Shot his best at you. You ugly. Ain't nobody going to want you. You this, you that, you that. You ain't never going to beat nothing. You ain't never going to make it. Nothing's ever going to work out for you. Don't nobody like you. He tried it. Then sent you. Wait, you ready? Can I go here? I don't know who's pulling on me today. Y'all been pulling on me. And when you come to church with expectation, you'll shift the whole message to make sure that God says something to you. For some of you, you finally started opening up. You finally started trusting. Finally start believing. To then only have somebody mishandle what was in you. So now you feel empty. So you're a shell of a person that's deformed. But I prophesy over your life that Luke 17 21, what he put in you. What he put in you is going to come out. Say, what's in me, Bishop? Say it like an army. Please say, what's in me, Bishop? Look on the screen. Look on the screen. For indeed, the kingdom of God is in you. See, what they didn't understand can I, can I give you one more shout? Uh, leave that stuff right there. Leave that stuff right there. Thank you, though. Leave that stuff right there. What they didn't understand is when Satan tried to deform you is what he didn't realize. This is so much revelation. See, for those of you that saw the 915, you know we went a whole other way. This is why if I was you, I wouldn't miss either one because God's going to speak to us. You ready? When all of those things came to deform you, they thought that was going to be the end. What they didn't realize is they actually 
loosen the lock. So what was supposed to hurt me deepest? Help me. It helped me most. It helped me most. You wouldn't be in church unless somebody hurt you. You wouldn't be worshiping unless something hurt you. You wouldn't believe in God unless something hurt you. Thank God for what hurts Hey! So, Luke 17, 21. For indeed the kingdom of God is where? Within me. Where is it at in you? Ecclesiastes 3, 11. He's put eternity, heaven, into man's heart. This means there's something in you internally that has to come out of you. I'm going to give it to you real fast. Say, it's the kingdom. Go look at the 915 because I'll go into more definition. But number one, what's the kingdom? It's heaven's attributes in the earth. I'm not trying to die to get to heaven. I'm living well to bring heaven to earth. Say, I'm bringing heaven to the earth. Earth, one of the Greek words, means your life. Which means I ain't responsible for what nobody else do. And some of y'all, here's been your struggle. Is you so worried about everybody else getting what's out of them that you've never spent any time to see what was in you. In the second half, God's going to give you time to deal with you. I heard the Lord saying he's about to free you from project people. I hear the Lord saying he's about to free you from carrying other people's burdens and other people's weight. And people who don't want to go nowhere, don't want to do nothing, don't want to be. I hear the Lord saying, for some of you parents, you're not going to feel the responsibility for your grown kids the way that you have been. Because it's been. You got to go. Heaven's attributes in the earth. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Say righteousness. Peace and joy. Righteousness means it's right with God, it's right to God, and it's good character. Good character doesn't mean we do everything right. Good character means when we mess up, we fix up. Good character says, if I make a mistake, just apologize. We live in a culture that would rather be arrogant and wrong than humble and right. And God's not into that. Watch me. Peace. Shalom. That's what's on my shirt. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Nothing lacking. All is well. Saying my life will be shalom. Where's that at though? In you. Which means your peace is in you. Bishop, how am I going to be a seven-figure earner? It's in. Everything you need, he put it in there before he sent you. Everything we need, he put it in there before he sent us. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. And joy is righteousness, peace, which is what? Shalom. And say joy. Joy means to be glad and great. God says your life isn't supposed to just be good. It's supposed to be great. You know what makes a great movie? When the lows are really low. I'll talk over here because y'all ain't said nothing. Don't none of us want to watch a movie where and everything was good and everything was great. And she was just smiling the whole time. He's just smiling the whole time. We want to see we want to see what's love got to do with it. We want to see the limo scene. Yeah, you're missing the point. We want to see you go low because it makes the high that much better. And for some of y'all, I came to tell you the greatness of your story is because your lows were really low. 
but I prophesy your high is going to be vet. Lift your hands as high as you see yourself going. Say, and my life will be great. Say, that doesn't mean perfect, but it means great. Let's go. Let's go. Enjoy. Glad and great. Glad is an emotion, which means when, when the kingdom is manifesting, I pick my emotions. You should feel sad, but you're happy. Because you pick it. You should feel depressed, but you out celebrating. Everybody thinks you should have your head down because you got bad news. And you're looking at that news like, I can't wait to see how God going to work this out. Because he may not come when I want him, but he's never late. And he's always finished it, y'all. Number two, what's the kingdom? It's God's MO. God's modus operandi, how God does what he does. He says, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Finally, what's the kingdom? All of this is what? In you. In you. See, he put all of this in this before there was a this. Because the real you is a spirit. You have a body. You possess a soul. But you're not your body. You ready for this? And you're not your soul. You are your spirit. That's why you can control your mind. Because it's spirit over the mind. Come on, Levitin. Oh, we got one more shout. What's the kingdom? Becoming who God said we are and possessing what God said we can. Come up, becoming who God said we are. My, my, my. And possessing what God said we can. So here's what the scripture says. The scripture says this in Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts and the plans that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. Say, I'm becoming something. Say it again. I'm becoming something. And I'll possess something. So where's all of that? Say your first and last name. Say your government so that it hits the right bodies. You talking about little peaches? That is not your name. I... <laughs> so you just, just gonna send it to a peach orchard somewhere. I need it to hit your. You ready? <laughs> you ready? Watch me. For I know the thoughts I think toward you. God says, I'm not against you. Now, I may not like what you're doing. Don't get it twisted. It is possible to be for someone and against what they're for. It is possible to be for someone and not like what they do. Every parent in this building where you've raised a child, your children will do some stuff and you're like, I love you, but now this girl that you insist on dating. Y'all ain't gonna say that. I love you, but this boy that you insist, I love you, but this... Say, he's my father. Say it. Say, he's my father. And he's for me. So, I can't finish the message, but I have to finish this scripture. I have to shoot for it. When we start a new series on Wednesday, so we're going to see where we go. Ready? What's in you? The kingdom. 
You were sent to the earth with it in you. God formed you, but Satan's tried to deform you so that what was in you would never come out of you. Because it's bigger than you. It's not just about you. It's about his kingdom. Satan wants to stop the kingdom. This is why your yes matters more than you know, because your yes impacts somebody else's life. This year, 2023, 26 people have given their lives to the Lord so far this year because of one yes. Say, my yes is bigger than me. Come on, come on, 11.15, we're about to go. But say, my yes is bigger than me. It's bigger than you. And part of being deformed is that you focus only on you. But you were born for the time you were needed. What? Most. So how do we access what he put in us? This is our last shout. <laughs> I'm going to try to finish sometime. Stay tuned. Acts 14, 22. We must, which means there is no other way. Anybody grew up old school church and you seen this song? There is no other way. There's no other way. There's no other way. But I have tried. Say. Let's stop. This is Denver. Two of y'all know this song. Stop. <laughs> this is Denver. People are like, I don't know, but I just am going to clap. I don't know. Two people. Are you ready, though? You ready, though? Two people know this song. This is Denver. Listen. We must. Say, there's no other way. Through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. Shut your mouth. Where's the kingdom at? Where's it at, y'all? The only way to get what's in you is he said, we have to go, not through one piece of trouble. This is why for some of you, like, all my life I had to fight. You have. Through many tribulations, we enter the kingdom of God. We're done, 1115. Say many tribulations. Say not one problem. Say 99 problems. Through many tribulations, we enter the kingdom of God. So what's tribulation? Internal pressure. God says there's so many. Who in the building and online? Wave at me. If you've had a lot of internal pressure, like people ain't necessarily seen it, but it's like over here, over here. I'm, I'm, I'm fighting with this, this isn't fighting with that. This is, should I do this? Should I do that? It's internal pressure. What is pressure? It's a demand. So it's like you sit down to work, but you get so confused about where to start. So you've been sitting at the computer for an hour and sent one email. I got a witness. I got a witness. Because there's internal pressure. We're done, Levity. It means no good options. I've got options. They're just not good to... You ever had somebody say, well, you could do this, or you could do this, or you could do this, or you could do this. You're like, I don't want to do none of that. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. 
Some of you single people, people say, well, you got this one, or you got that one, or you got that one. You're like, I don't want none of them. It's quiet in this building. No good options. <laughs> My filter's already off. I need to stop. There's some Sunday. Oh, it's a fest. Oh, wait a minute. That's what it is. whole different flow on these fifths. No good options. It may be good to you, but it's not good to me. Well, you could just do this. I don't want to do that. It's like going to a chicken restaurant and they said, well, we got these burgers. I didn't come in for no burger. You offer me something I don't want. So it's not a good option to me. You will enter the kingdom of God. Now, ain't that something? So watch me, watch me. He said, he said, he said, everybody stand, we're done. In the building and the line, if your legs work, work them. Work them. We must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. Here's what enter means. Arise by going through. Wait a minute, what do you mean get up? What do I have to arise from? Because when your tribulations make you that's good. Hold on. Let's make it a little bit more dramatic. That was good. Hold on. That's me. That's my fault. No, come on back up. Come on back up. I'm going to make it more dramatic. I'm going to make it more dramatic. When your tribulations got you down. That's good. That's good. That's good. The acting class is on Wednesday after church. Listen. <laughs> look. Look. It means the tribulation knocked the wind out of me. Knock me down. Is there anybody that in the last six months you took so many hits that it felt like you ready? But what they don't understand is when you feel like you're in the dirt, dirt is used for two purposes. It can be used to bury or it can be used to build. I got to go 1115. But is there anybody where some tribulation has knocked you to the dirt? And for a moment it felt like it was going to bury you. But the same thing that felt like it was going to bury you. You about to reverse that thing and it's going to build you. I command you to arise and to go through. You got to get up and walk. You got to get up and press. You got to get up and go. You got to get up and walk. We got to get up and we got to get up. We got to get up. We got to get up. You got to get up. You got to get up. You got to get up. In the Bible, God's favor was seen, because they were an agricultural society, as rain. On Wednesday, I taught you how to handle storms. So pay attention. Let me connect all of these analogies I just gave you. 
through many tribulations. Say many tribulations. Bishop, when am I going to get a break? Look at me. You're not getting one. You're going to have to learn how to walk and eat. You're going to have to learn how to walk. Where, oh, where's my food? Oh, I threw it on the ground. Let me have my Scooby Snacks. Let me get that too. Thank you. See, say arise, arise. by going through. Here's what you want. You want God to give you a week off. Lord, just give me a week to just have no problems and let my kids do right. Let my husband do right. Let my wife do right. Lord, just give me some days. God is like, nope. Because every day there's no tribulation, that means you're not going to be taking anything. And I sent you here for the kingdom, not just for you to be cute. I sent you here for the kingdom, not just for you to say, I like. Mm -mm. So you're going to have to learn how to walk and refresh. You're going to have to learn how to go through tribulation and keep on eating. Yesterday while I was on a the flight, they started, a, it was a little tribulation that started. And I was like, well, I'm having my snacks. Some of y'all are happy. I do, I do eat besides just little salads and stuff. <laughs> she told me, amen. I do eat. So I had my little snacks. Now it was the granola, but it was, you know, it was the healthy ones. And the sparkling water. So when the storm started, I was like, but I'm not done eating. For some of you, when the storm starts, you stop, watch me, you stop coming to church. You stop coming to prayer on, online. You stop worshiping. You stop giving. So what happens is you stop eating when you're in tribulation. So now you're tired in your tribulation. When God was like, I need you to eat during your tribulation. Say, Lord, lock faithfulness in me. Same thing in the Bible. Sometimes tribulation is going to feel like it knocks you to the ground. Come on back one more time. You're going to fall one more time. Let me hit you. <coughs> That's good. That wasn't bad. That's good. He just, that boy good. <laughs> Second week on the time. Doing good. Doing good. You ready? So that dirt, when it rains in your life, that dirt becomes what? Mud. But in the Bible, God's favor was seen through rain. They were an agricultural society, so if it wasn't raining, there was no favor. But the problem with rain is that the same thing that creates, watch me, a mess and mud is the same thing that creates manifestation. I'm going to back it up because y'all should have sounded better than that. The same thing that creates a muddy mess is the same thing that creates manifestation. The same thing that creates growth is the same thing that creates grief. The same thing that can feel like it's killing you is the same thing bringing the kingdom out of you. So what you trying to tell me, Bishop? Arise. Keep walking. Because he's pulling some stuff out of you. You learn how to take $5 and eat for four weeks. 
How do you, how does the math even math? You learn how to take a bad hand and play it well. What do you think that is? That's kingdom. Lift your hands in the building and online. We're done. Say, Lord, seal what's been spoken in my life today. Don't let the enemy snatch it away. Don't, like, don't let the cares of the world snatch it away. I was born for the time I was needed most right now. Nothing's wrong. Say tribulation comes with it. so-and-so do me like that. Nothing's wrong. It comes with it. And I pray that God sealed this in you today. Come on, just lift your hands. Lift them as high as you see yourself going. You don't see yourself going that high? Keep them low. You don't want to do much? Keep them low. But for those of us that know that this second half is going to be the best half, not just of this year, but of our lives. Say, and it is so. Say it again. Say it. It is so. You can lower your hands. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes in this building under the line. If you need to become a Christian for the first time or recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure, wherever you're at on the count of three, today is your day. In the building, God's coming to get you. You're going to raise your hand when I count to three. Online, you're going to do the hand wavy emoji or say it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. God loves him some you. And he's not thinking thoughts against you. No, he's thinking thoughts toward you. And today is your day to come back to the Lord. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. If you're not sure, I need you to be sure. Don't you tell me, Bishop, things were good with the Lord. I got baptized back in 1989. Baby, bye. I need you to be sure today that everything is right with you and the Lord. You don't get in trouble for it, for making sure. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself or be sure on three hands up in the building online. And with the emoji or say it's me. One, two, three. If that's you, respond wherever you're at. Church, we're a church that celebrates people coming to the Lord. In the building, raise it online. Do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. Everybody pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, whew, give me the grace to arise and keep walking. In Jesus' name, amen. You can open those eyes. If you just prayed that prayer or recommitted yourself to the Lord, scan the QR code or text Harvest to 55498. Let us know you just prayed the prayer of salvation. Secondly, some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. Anything uncovered spoils. A shepherd is a covering. You don't have to live in Denver or Atlanta. You've heard me say it over and over and over again. It's a hybrid church. The majority of harvesters have never, ever been in a building. Guys, we cover every continent. There are harvesters in every continent with the exception of Antarctica. And last week when we were on, did y'all see the person that said, I'm in Antarctica? And y'all remember I made the comment, I said, well, we ain't coming down there to do no service. I said, you're just going to have to be online only. I'm not coming to visit that church. 
I'll send you something though. <laughs> Amen. Listen, but if, if you know I'm your shepherd, Bishop, how do I know? It's in the shepherd's voice. There's tons of preachers, but why is it that you connect to mine? There's tons of people on social media talking. Why is it that there's something about mine that you connect with? That's a spiritual connection, and that's God doing that. You don't have to be in this building. You don't have to be in Atlanta. You don't have to be in Denver. You can be anywhere. You can be a part of the family. You text Harvest to 55498 or scan that QR code, and you let us know you'd like to join and be a part of the church. Bishop, I don't have any previous church experience. Great. None necessary. It'll be easier to teach you because I don't have to unteach you anything. But everybody, we're accepting new sheep. And so you can be a part of the family. Did y'all get some out of this word today? If you came in late, you weren't able to give. I want you to get your tithes, offerings, first fruits ready. We're going to sow the seal. This is a practice at Harvest. We started in May of 2022. The Lord said, son, I want you to begin to challenge every service, every prayer. Begin to challenge people to sow. Give them a specific seed and tell them to name that seed. And I'm going to release wealth into the hands of the people of Harvest. There's somebody, and I won't put them out, but there's somebody in this building to my, to my left that I shook their hand and I said, you're going to know what it feels like to be debt free. They sold, they sold, and this year they became 100% debt free. What's on the house will be on your house. So what's our seed? It's 55. I gave it at the 915. I'm giving it again at the 1115. I want double. That's just me. So you do what you do. Don't be mad at me though. I want double. I want everything, God. I didn't come to, to the earth to play it small. I didn't come to the earth to play it safe. I came to the earth to rule, reign, conquer, and subdue. Somebody say, that's what we're here for. Somebody to my left. I heard the Lord say, you're applying too low. He said, reach higher in your applications. He said, and if you reach for it, he's going to give it to you. Hallelujah. You got your giving ready? 55 is a seed. Bishop, I don't have 55. Get as close as you can to it. Bishop, I want to give more than 55. Harvesters are like that. You can give more than that. Just make sure it's two fives in it. New 550. 5,500. Your neighbor's loaded. Just make it a cool 55,000 and let's stop talking about this. Whatever it is, but make sure it's two fives in what you sow. How can you give it? Cash app, dollar sign, bishop form with the number two. PayPal, Ben Moselle, Givelify. That's available. Hello at Harvest Church. Church. Text to give. That's how I give. Text them out to 84321. Tap the link in a Harvest Church. When you see the V, that's where you want to be. I love you, 1115. Lift your giving to the Lord in the building and online. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm a faithful giver. Therefore, I flourish. All things work together for my good. I was born for the time I was needed most. Now. In this second half, I'm going to live, not just breathe. In this second half, I will complete my assignment. In this second half, what's in me is coming out. Can you shout behind that 1115? Yay! Yay! In Jesus' name, amen. 
Masters are passing at Grape Street. If you need to hop off of the stream to give, you can do that. Listen, I'll be down front to meet and greet you. I'd love to do that. If you just give me a couple of seconds to just go uh, spray some uh, smell good on. All right? All right? <laughs> no, if you give me a couple of seconds, I'll be down front to meet and greet you. And I've got my digital meet and greet with all of our online family. I'll be doing that shortly on Instagram. Let's do it together, everybody. Love God, love people, and love life. I'll be down Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you and our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Introducing Carvana Value Tracker, where you can track your car's value over time and learn what's driving it. It might make you excited. Whoa, didn't know my car was valued this high. It might make you nervous. Uh-oh, market's flooded. My car's value just dipped 2.3%. It might make you optimistic. Our low mileage is paying off. Our value's up. And it might make you realistic. Mm, car prices haven't gone up in a couple weeks. Maybe it's time to sell. But it will definitely make you an expert on your car's value. Carvana Value Tracker. Visit Carvana.com to start tracking your car's value today. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com bundle. USAA. Restrictions apply.